Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Everyone, you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. The NHL draft is in the rear view, and now NHL free agency is in full swing, opening Friday at noon Eastern time. And a lot of moving parts all across the NHL, Brooke Destra. But I am Jordan Hall, joined as always by Brooke Destra. Brooke, how are you doing? How's free agency treating you? Ooh. It was a little spicy today, and by spicy, I mean absolutely boring on the flyer's end. But, um, yeah, I felt like as soon as noon hit, I was like, ooh, here we go, here we go. It's almost like you feel like you're at, like, the top of a roller coaster, and then 12 o'clock hit, and it was like, go time. So <laughs> I thought that, that I think that's a pretty fun explanation for how my thought process was. No, um, very good. But very yeah, good. happy Friday. Ready to yeah, talk I, some more hockey with you, Jordan Hall. I know. I love it. We've been active, which I, I'm, I'm loving this. We're talking draft. We're talking free agency. We're talking future, all that fun stuff. Um, and perfect analogy for free agency. When noon hits, you're just waiting for everything to fall, everything to mm-hmm. drop. And uh, the Flyers so far, as we record this podcast, have stood pat. They've stayed quiet, and that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Day one of free agency is not the only day you can sign players or make moves or add to your team. And as we know, the Flyers like their team. Uh, They like their group. They probably will try to supplement it um, with some acquisitions. But um, it's a lot different than last season where they were super active and making moves even before July 1. Obviously, these are different times. Free agency is in October. But they did a lot to retool their team last offseason to the point where now they're better. And I don't think they have to do as much. Uh, But that does not mean they don't have to fill holes. Uh, They have holes to fill. But, Brooke, we do know one hole that was sort of created uh, with the move today was Tyler Pitlick signing with the Coyotes. Uh, I know you're sad, and we're going to get into why Brooke is sad here. But it's a two-year deal with an average annual value value of $1.75 million. So a mini payday for Tyler Pitlick. He is not back in the fold. Uh, a good role player for the Flyers in one year here. A good depth player that really helped them in their bottom six, really helped them decrease uh, their goals against. Solid player. And, uh, Brooke, I know you wanted to see him re-sign. Uh, what are your thoughts on it when you saw him go to the Coyotes? Oh, I'm so bummed. I'm so bummed for the exact reasons that you said. He is, was such a great role player for the Flyers this past season. And I, to this day, think that he was – consistently the hardest working player in the playoffs. And while that's amazing for Tyler Pitlick, it was terrible for the Flyers as a whole, but you just, you loved how 
every single time he was on that ice, he was 120%, and he was not afraid to be aggressive. And that's what I liked about him. I had a feeling because he did perform so well as a solid bottom six forward that he deservedly should have gotten more money. He came in last year, one-year deal, $1 million. It wasn't really a risk for the Flyers. So I was kind of hoping that Chuck was just kind of going to give it to him because we did have a little bit more cap space with Niskanen retiring. So I thought, oh, maybe 700, 800K wouldn't be the end of the world. But he shipped off, and I am, I am big sad about it. <laughs> Yeah, and like you said, um, he was the flyer. When the Flyers got him, it looked like a almost like a one-year rental. Like they they got Tyler Capitalist, Tyler. They got Tyler Pitlick in that trade. Uh, he was on on the final year of his three-year deal uh, from from his original deal. They got him from the Stars in a trade, and he only had one million dollar cap hit. And it was kind of like the Flyers helped it. The deal helped them with their cap space at the time, and then they probably thought. Hey, if Tyler Pitt's really good, we can reevaluate and either let him walk or re-sign him. And he was so good that I thought, yeah, they were going to really look into bringing him back because the Flyers wanted to improve their depth this all season, and he's a guy that helped them improve their depth. So why would you lose a guy when you're already looking to improve it to begin with? But um, you know, he earned himself a little bit of a payday, uh, 1.75 million average annual value in that deal, and. When it comes down to it, Brooke, it might be just that the Flyers are looking in any way, shape, or form to help their cap situation, especially in a flat cap era right now. And that could be the case over multiple years, not just this offseason. Um, and the fact is they also have some internal options that they probably like and are asking to take on bigger roles for cheaper. Uh, three guys off the top of our heads, Tanner Lazinski, Wade Allison, and Lena Sandine. Um, you could even look at Linus Sandin as a free agent acquisition. He was signed over the stoppage out of the SHL, and the Flyers are probably going to look at that as, hey, we signed him. He was a free agent signing for us at forward. So you can say the Flyers didn't do anything, but they did get Sandin, a kid out of the SHL, who scored, um, he scored 19 goals in the SHL. That was third among um, all SHL players, and, uh, and he had 36 points in 50, 51 games. Swiss Elite League. No joke over there. You're playing against men. Uh, 24-year-old winger, uh, Swedish kid. So they have some guys. And do you think that went into the decision to, to let Pitlick go and sign elsewhere? It had to be. If there was any doubts or concerns moving forward that they legitimately thought that they didn't have anybody internally that could fill that position, they, they would have most likely either extended an offer to him or signed somebody else. But – Right now, it feels like Chuck is laying low. And I, I'm, I don't know. I always liked, I liked last free agency because things were really fun and exciting. And I don't think we had an off-season like that in, in a while where I was excited about every acquisition. Um, so us coming into today and it being like, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right, dang. But I guess it's also kind of a good thing. The fact that the Flyers don't feel like they need to jump on any situation because they are so confident in their team, that's, that's a glass, a glass half-full perspective from it. But I don't know. We'll see because there have been moves in the Metro. So 
Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get into those moves, at least one of them. Um, for me, I wasn't overly surprised that they haven't been real active on day one. We've heard Chuck Fletcher say a number of times, he said it in last month, that he does not expect the Flyers to be a major player in free agency over the next couple years. Um, he has stated just the other day, we like our team. Uh, we like our forward group. Um, we still like our defensive group, even though we lost Matt Niskanen. We like our depth there. And then, obviously, they have no problems in that, thank God. Um, <laughs> so, thank God, indeed. Indeed, right, Brooks? So, so listen, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to be complacent and not do anything, but I think what you said, Brooke, is hit the nail on the head, that it's okay that they're not doing anything because that shows you they improved drastically from last season to 2019-20. They did a lot of work previous offseason and now they're in much better shape where they can kind of do just a few things here and there and not have to really retool really be active um, and the offseason doesn't really allow them to be super active in free agency we know it's a flat cap we know they have pieces that they like they're going to have to watch the cap not just this offseason but for years down the line when it comes to signing some of their younger players a few older players that are going to be do new deals so not the end of the world i think it's a good thing that the flyers um, haven't had to do much yet, but that does not mean they will not do anything, and we'll get into that more. But, yes, keep an eye on Tanner Lazinski, Wade Allison, Lena Sandin, three forwards that they like, who they think can step in and probably compete for jobs. And then I would think you would have to believe that Joel Farabee is going to have a lot more on his plate, Nicholas Albe-Kubel, a lot more on his plate. Uh, you don't want to forget guys like Connor Bunneman, Carson Torinsky, uh, Morgan Frost, of course. No one's going to forget about him. So I think they're going to be looking at those guys not to mention Oscar Lindblom and Noam Patrick. If you can get them back healthy, uh, that all of a sudden just completely bolsters your depth at forward and makes you think they don't have to do anything at forward. But and it also makes it so like I'm so excited for training camp now. You know, because yeah. if they go into it basically acknowledging, hey, this is anybody's spot coming into it, earn it. And I think that especially the level of competitiveness that a lot of these younger guys have to earn that spot. Farabee's a, a prime example from last season. Nobody really expected him to make the roster, and yeah, he wasn't there um, opening night in Prague, but he worked his way back. You knew he wasn't staying in Lehigh Valley for long, and then he stayed with the team. So they know that that position could be there, and it's anybody's for the taking. So it'll, it'll make training camp a fun one for sure. Absolutely. There will be, like you said, Brooke, a lot to watch, a lot of internal competition. Um, and that's exciting. And I think that's why the Flyers uh, didn't go out and uh, do anything crazy, um, or at least not yet. And they probably won't. Uh, if anything, like we said, they will probably supplement this group for sure and, um, and see kind of what, how the market plays out. And, uh, of course, don't forget trades. Never know. But, uh, Brooke, with what they haven't done so far, we want to kind of look at maybe some things that they could do. Uh, we know they're not going to stay completely quiet. They, they can go out. They do have some cash space, especially with Matt Niskanen's retirement. So let's dive into a couple people we like for the Flyers, possibly, why it might be realistic for, the, for these guys to be signed. We're going to look at one forward and one defenseman each. Brooke, let's start with you. Who is the forward that you're kind of eyeing for the Flyers? So it's kind of – really call it an oddball because I feel like it's been a big topic of conversation especially on Flyers Twitter since this morning. Um, as we know Tampa Bay Lightning placed Tyler Johnson on waivers and that was definitely shocking. So 
was cracking up the first time that that report was released on social media. The first few replies to it were, get Chuck on the phone, get him on the phone. And I was cracking up because it's, we, you said right before the podcast, you always feel like even when it has nothing to do remotely close to the Flyers, fans somehow make it about them. And I thought that that was really funny. So yes. it's, it's an interesting situation right now because right off the bat, I wouldn't want to retain his contract in any degree. It's about $5 million right now. It's not anywhere near the kind of money that I would want to put forth for one player, especially with how limited cap space that they have. But on the other side of things, he's on waivers. Yeah. If for some reason, I mean, knock on wood, but he's been on it for maybe six hours. You never know how the first 24 hours of free agency is going to go. What happens if he clears? It's very, very, very not realistic. I definitely think something's going to happen within the next 24 hours. But if the slim chance that he does, why not? You yeah. know, you never, it's, it's hockey. You really never know sometimes the direction that things are going to go in. But I mean, he's just coming off of the Stanley Cup. And we just lost somebody that was the only player on our team, Matt Niskanen retiring, that had his name etched on the cup. So I think that kind of experience, especially with how dynamic Tampa Bay has been the past few years, could be something to just kind of dabble in. I'm sure you know Chuck is always on the phones. So maybe it's something that he's expressed interest in, we may not know though. So that's who I have. Um, who do you have? No, I like that. Uh, I'm sure that caught Chuck Fletcher's attention for sure, like you said. And yes, let's not forget the importance of Stanley Cup experience. I think we saw what Matt Niskanen did for the Flyers, not only on the ice, but that Stanley Cup pedigree, that winning experience, a guy who's been there, done that, really rubbed off on the roster, not just the young kids, but even the veterans in the Flyers locker room who have been around a while. Um, I think they looked up to that guy because, uh, yeah, he exuded this Stanley Cup winning pedigree. I know how to do this. So, yes, that, that should not be forgotten. Absolutely. For me, Brooke, I'm going to go with a guy that we mentioned before on this podcast, but I'm going to stick with it because he's still out there, and I just still think there's a lot of connections that kind of make sense. It's just a guess on my part, but I'm going to go Jimmy VC, um, a winger who can play both wing, both left, right wing, um, and there's just so many connections that it makes me think they're going to look into it. Uh, he played for Elaine, Elaine Vigneault uh, in New York. He has a couple 17-goal seasons, a uh, solid depth scorer. He's very, very close with Kevin Hayes, so that might entice him to think about, hey, come, come to Philly, play with one of my best friends, a coach who I played for in New York. Um, he's a Northeast guy, so obviously coming to Philly could appeal to him. Uh, he's only 27 years old, a uh, real smart player with size. He's six foot three. Um, so I think that can make sense. And I think he could come for cheap. I don't think he's going to come for a lot of money. I believe his previous cap hit, I think was like around 2.75 million. So I just think, I just think all those signs kind of make sense for the Flyers. So Jimmy VC is a guy that, uh, I have my eye on and it would not surprise me if the Flyers maybe pulled something off in that range. Um, and another guy that I think I mentioned before that he, I believe is still out there as we speak, Matthew Nieto, uh, roll four for the avalanche, productive guy, bottom sixer. Um, I think that can make sense for their depth. That's who I'm going to go with. 
Um, but let's shift gears a little bit here. We're going to go to the blue line now. As we know, Matt Niskanen, retired, leaves them a void. Ugh. I know, right? It's so hard Daddy, to believe. why? Yes, it happened Monday, and everyone was just – I think Philly kind of fell in love with Matt Niskanen. They just did it, and they're thinking, well, we got one more year with him. And then, boom, retirement. Good for Matt Niskanen. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Flyers do have a void to fill. Who are you looking at the free agent market, Brooke, on the defensive line? I talked about it last podcast. I'm sticking to my word with this one because I love him as a player and I think he'd be a good fit in Philly. Um, Alex Petrangelo. Blues, I know that he's been a huge topic of conversation because he is one of those higher names going into free agency. It really felt like the top few names were Petrangelo and like Taylor Hall. Those were like the top two that I felt like was we're constantly being mentioned like on the NHL network this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So there was absolutely no mention of the flyers at all in that it was um, blues general manager was very, made it very apparent that they want to get him back in St. Louis and understandably so, but there was also the talk that if he, doesn't sign again with St. Louis that Vegas would be a really great factor for him in Golden Knights. So you never know what can happen. Again, it seems like since he is such a high caliber free agent that there really aren't a lot of them this off season, he can take his time because free agency isn't over in a day. Like we stressed already. So he can weigh out his options, see what he's got going and maybe Fletcher can throw him a bone just to see because you also don't really know the kind of contract that he's looking for. Is it looking for long-term high value? Like really, what are we expecting for him to even want? Um, So I don't know. It's up in the air, but I just think that in terms of having another veteran defenseman who is so strong leadership wise on and off the ice would be a great, filling the void for Niskanen's absence. So that's where I am with it. I don't know if the Flyers will be that aggressive and make it happen, but I can hope and wish. So I that's think, that. No, I think Flyers fans are all in that boat too. I think they're hoping they go after Alex Petrangelo. Um, as we know, he is arguably the biggest name on the unrestricted free agent market. Um, arguably one of the better defensemen in the league and yeah he's in high demand and I think Flyers fans would love if Chuck Fletcher kind of went after him as as we stated we don't know um if they're super interested or not if they've contacted his side um it would take a lot I think uh to get him but hey they have a hole and that would I think certainly create some excitement among Philadelphia Flyers fans and Brooke as we know they were the Flyers were a win away from the Eastern Conference final. If they go out and get an Alex Petrangelo, it won't be easy to land him. But if they can get that type of fish, um, they all of a sudden become Stanley Cup contenders, no doubt about it. So keep an eye on that. We'll see. It's, it's, right. it's exciting that he hasn't signed yet. Um, and I, didn't think that, I didn't think that the Flyers were going to like make a huge splash in free agency, but maybe like just get your toes wet. Yeah. Something, you know, just give it a feel. Yes. Yeah. So, no, you, you never know. You, you know, Chuck Fletcher can say all he wants that uh, 
you know, I don't think we'll be major players, but hey, things change day to day in this league, in this sport, um, and especially in, in an off season. So um, I would not rule anything out, especially with Chuck Fletcher, smart guy um, who's been around and has done this for a while. Um, you know, I would not put it past him if he signed him. I, you know, it wouldn't blow my mind away. I think it would be incredibly exciting um, and somewhat surprising. But again, don't rule it out. And I'm glad you picked Alex Petrangelo. Keep an eye on that name, of course. Uh, for me, I will go, and it's a hat tip to Flyers official site contributor Bill Meltzer. He mentioned the name TJ Brody earlier in the day, uh, day one of free agency. And I just think that's such a good fit. Um, defenseman, uh, 30, 30, 30 years old. Um, he's played his whole career with the Flames. Um, has a couple 40-plus point seasons. He has six seasons over 30 points. Um, and over his career, again, which I mentioned has been in Calgary for its entirety, he has played 22, half, 22 and a half minutes per game uh, in his career. So just a real steady guy who can score, um, plays big minutes, can play on your PK. He's a lefty shot, but apparently he has really liked playing on the right side, which we know the Flyers kind of need. Um, and he was very, very good in 2018-19, had one of his best seasons. Uh, his cap hit um, is over $4.5 million, his previous deal. So, you know, I don't know how the market's going to shake out for him. Obviously, a lot of people – are taking um, kind of deals that are more team friendly, uh, especially, especially in this um, kind of economic state of the league with the pandemic. So you see four and a half million, you wonder, can the Flyers do that? Um, but it could be in that same exact ballpark. He might not be looking for a huge raise uh, just given that the uh, circumstances of the off season. So I'm going to go TJ Brody, um, but we shall see. Petrangelo and Brody, I think are two names that Flyers fans are certainly interested in. Really interesting when, like, you brought up the Flames, of course. And I feel like in recent years, a lot of people have thought if the Flyers are getting anybody from the Flames, it is Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. And they block out every single other player on Calgary's team. So that could be, it's more of a realistic signing. So I definitely think, like you said, it could be a really great fit. Um, and, yeah, shout-out to Bill for mentioning that in the beginning of the day. Yeah, it was cool to see Bill mention that. Obviously, Bill Meltzer, great follow. Flyers official site contributor, really knows his stuff. And uh, I think so many people were fixated on Petrangelo, rightfully so. And then you kind of look at tear down, and right there is TJ Brody, a pretty experienced guy that would maybe make a little more sense in terms of cost and term for the Flyers. At Nissan, we just made your choice for a new car an easier one than ever with our most exciting and fuel-efficient lineup. The choice is yours. Now, get great offers across our full line. Shop at your local Nissan store today at NissanUSA.com. Brooke, I was so happy you mentioned some signings within the Metropolitan Division. That is big news for the Flyers because, as we know, the division is really good and it looks like it's getting better. A big one that, of course, caught all the headlines across the league. Henrik Lundqvist, staying in the Metro, signs with the Capitals to a one-year deal for $1.5 million. What did you think about that? Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that all was, flyers, yes. That was my first initial knee-jerk reaction was, yep. dang it. Um, <laughs> 
Because like you had mentioned, you were like, the Metropolitan Division the past few seasons has been the most talented, the most competitive division in the league. I don't think any other ones are really comparable. You have top teams in all of the divisions, but as a whole, aside from the Devils, you really just have seven teams that just, wow. You know, like anybody could win every single year. So, of course, of course the Metropolitan got even better with this free agency signing. Um, The Flyers just can't get away from this guy. And I think that it was definitely interesting to see him go to a direct rival, Rangers Capitals. Um, But not only that, it still affects the Flyers because granted it is only a one-year contract. We don't really know how many games are being played this year, condensed. Typically the Flyers would see the Capitals all division teams four times a year. We don't know how that's going to play a factor. It could be two times this season, three times this year. We're not really sure how the schedule is going to play out. So that might be beneficial for the Flyers, but they're still going to have to most likely face him at few times at best and you know he's he's a goaltender that has one thing that he's still looking for for his career and that's the Stanley Cup and I think that that's something that the Capitals know because they are still prepped and primed to be a winning team Ovechkin's nowhere near done no after after he was dancing in a fountain with the Stanley Cup and TJ Oshie was shotgunning beers through his jersey. I was like, they're not done. Yeah. Like, they're going to be a threat for a significant amount of time. And Lundvist is just going to contribute to that even more. So, yikes. I'm sure Flyers fans were thinking, especially when you see that Lundvist was bought out, and you're like, wow, that's an end of an era. He was 15 years in New York. The Flyers always had to run into him. Uh, they had to go to Madison Square Garden and face King Henrik. And finally, you know, end of an era. He's bought out by the Rangers. Where will he go? Boom. He stays in the division, goes to the Capitals, another Metro rival that the Flyers have to see, uh, take that train up to D.C. and now see Henrik Lundqvist. And, yeah, like you said, a Capitals team that has just, you know, recently won the Stanley Cup in 2018. Alex Ovechkin is certainly not done. It's a motivated group with a – now an experienced head coach in Peter Laviolette. Um, Don't even get me started on Laviolette being in Washington. Right. So Flyers fans are thinking, wow, you know, Lavi, King Henrik, and uh, Ovechkin, um, division did not not get worse on Friday. And, uh, yeah, it'll be cool to see him go there and be around that type of group, that type of experience, and like you said, try to get that Stanley Cup. Uh, But, yeah, he's always been a thorn in the Flyers' side, and it looks like he's not going to be – uh, going anywhere or away from the Flyers anytime soon. Uh, but it should make for some good drama. It should make for some fun. Oh, yeah. But the hockey gods like to mock I think they do, too. Hey, at That's least, all I got to say. Yes. <laughs> One guy that we can at least um, be happy that he's not in the Metropolitan Division, that the Flyers don't have to see him as much anymore, Wayne Simmons. Good for Wayne Simmons. He signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs on Friday one-year deal, $1.5 million, and reportedly it has a no-movement clause. Um, he's headed home. He's from the Toronto area. 
Very cool for Wayne Simmons, and he won't be in the Metropolitan Division. Brooke, what did you think of that when you saw Wayne Simmons, Toronto Maple Leaf? I mean, even as a devil, I just – you can't watch Wayne Simmons play and not like him. Yeah. Because he spent such a significant amount of time of seven and a half seasons in Philadelphia – and he was one of those players that I really, when I really started to get into the game of hockey, he was one of those players that I immediately latched onto because he was the best to learn from. He was one of the most exciting to watch. And I remember when we acquired him from LA and the first time he went back for the all-star game, which was being held in Los Angeles, one of those first years he was with the Flyers and was getting a standing ovation from the crowd. And I was like, that's a testament to the kind of player that Wayne Simmons is. Because mm-hmm. if he played for your city, you love him, you respect him, you'll support him no matter where he goes. It makes it a lot easier to know that he's not in the Metro anymore. But I'm hoping that he does somehow acquire that no-move clause for the one year in Toronto just because – He deserves stability. He's a player that has earned that right in this league, especially with how long he's been in it. And past two years, moved up the trade deadline with the Flyers, went to Nashville. Then he signed with the Devils, and then he was traded to Buffalo. And to be in such a solid place in Philly for such a significant amount of time, to kind of be tossed around in – two years time that's that made me sad so i i'm really happy that not only toronto's giving him that kind of chance but also that stability and the fact that it's a homecoming for him much must make it so exciting there were reports that there were other offers on the table the canadians were also high in on um simmons going into the day and then five minutes before the um free agency opened they said habs are out yeah. So we were like, all right, chances are he's going to Toronto. And seconds after noon, that was the first ball that dropped with free agency was that he was going home. And he took a little bit of a pay decrease. But if that makes him happy, then I am happy. And I wrote about it when we got that up on NBC Sports Philadelphia today. But he will always have a fan in me because of the kind of person and character that he is. So... I wish him well, and it's so much easier to root for him that yeah. he's now not in the Metro. <laughs> so true. Amen to that. It, it's cool not to see him in Devil's Red. That was weird. Um, or Sabres. I was like, or the oh, Sabres get him out. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Maple Leafs, I'm all for it. And like you said, I'm really glad he reportedly got that no movement clause because um, – the poor guy never got his payday. His deal with the Flyers became a real bargain as he got better and better and started scoring 30-plus goals for a couple seasons. And then his, you know, hit towards the end of that of his deal with the Flyers, which turned out to be a bargain, um, his body broke down a little bit, um, didn't have some of the seasons that really set him up for free agency and that next deal. And then, like you said, I think he saw the, the ugliness of what can happen when you're on a one-year deal or the final year of your deal – as a veteran player, you can get chipped around a few times as um, at trade deadlines. Uh, he got shipped from the Flyers to Nashville on the final year of that deal. And then the very next year, he's with the Devils on a team that does not pan out a veteran. So they move him. 
and he gets traded again. Now, no movement clause. Good for him. He can stay put and put one season on paper. Finally, he can not bounce around and just put one solid season on paper, see how it pans out. And then when he hits for agency next time, um, he'll be with one team for one full year and can kind of build up a, re- you know, a resume or a profile for next free agency. Um, and I'm almost pulling for the Maple Leafs. I hope they do well, and I hope he plays well. Really good yeah. guy, like you said. Really good guy that deserves it. So good yeah, for Yeah, they definitely – he had noted that he wants to win. He yeah. deserves to win. Again, he's that kind of player that deserves it, and people root for him. So I hope for Maple Leafs' sake that they do find success. Um, they have enough big contracts over there that they should get it done. Yeah. And I think he but, can, you know. And I think he can provide them some toughness and some leadership. I believe there was another <laughs> trade deadline at some point. I believe it was a trade deadline where the Maple Leafs were somewhat rumored around Simmons, <laughs> just given they needed to get a little tougher. They needed to play harder. They needed to be tougher to play against. They have skill. They have top-end talent and skill, but they needed to be tougher to play against. Who was the guy that does that? Wayne Simmons. Um, yeah. A little so Cook that, Bryant quote, the Leafs are soft. Yeah. They're a soft team. So yeah. Simmons absolutely adds a level of physicality, um, toughness that I think Toronto has been lacking for the past few seasons. So I think it was a good addition. And I'm, I'm really excited to see, and I hope that he does, like you said, settle with this team and is able to build up a solid case to get a longer term contract next year, because the one year didn't pan out last year with the devils. And again, he's on another one year, one year deal. Like he, he deserves to finish out his career in a city with a team that's going to love and support the crap out of him. Yeah. So I hope that, He has nothing but success this year in Toronto. Flyers Talk is presented by Wells Fargo. When our communities need us, Wells Fargo is here to help. One guy that we do know has passion, uh, just like a Wayne Simmons has passion, and very similar to, obviously, Wayne Simmons, you know, we just talked about it, trades. He got moved at the past few trade deadlines. Speaking of trades, Travis Konechny. A random, not random, but a very surprising and interestingly popped up on TSN's trade bait list uh, on Friday. He is at number 17. Uh, And for those wondering, TSN has a trade bait list that they update consistently throughout the season, throughout the offseason. And it's it's good stuff. It's really good stuff with insider perspective from those guys at TSN. Um, Just looking at guys that could be maybe had in a trade. Uh, Maybe they're being shopped maybe they're being looked at by other teams and Travis Konechny very interestingly popped up on Friday's version at number 17 not the end of the world at all but Brooke what did you think of it I didn't like it yeah (laughs) (laughs) right off the bat I didn't like it at all um the past few seasons the name Flyers fans were used to seeing on it was Shane Gossespair yeah I feel like that has kind of subsided since Matt Niskanen retired because there's no way that you could move on from Niskanen and move a player like Gosha Spare and fill both of those roles efficiently in one off season. There's just, it's not capable. So when 
we woke up this morning and saw that Travis Konechny was a top 20 name. I, hello? Who yeah. put it there? Who put his name there? It's because of the, it's Patrick Line. Yeah, I was just going to say. Oh, they're not, they would not have signed Travis Konechny to six years last offseason if they were going to move him one year later. I don't, who do I have to tell this to to get his name removed from the list? He's not going to move. He's not bait. He's not going anywhere. Honestly, and Travis Connecting, it would not it would not surprise me if that name is ripped off the list uh, in a few weeks or so. Um, no, they're going to listen to this podcast, Jordan Hall, and be like, "Oh crap, we pissed off Brooke. We need to yeah, remove his name we now." We better take this down now and never put it back ever, ever, ever. To be honest, Shane Gosser's Fair's name's been on there since like May 2019, and it's still on there. And we're not making fun of the list. It's, it's a great list that you can oh, – yeah. Really, yeah, it really gives you maybe a good sense of, you know, some guys that are out there, maybe they can be had for a trade or – you know, it, but it does by no means does it mean that player is being shopped. Um, by no means does it mean he's on the verge of being traded. Um, it does not mean a whole lot. Um, for Travis Konechny, he's a 23-year-old all-star. He's very much a part of the Flyers' future. They are not shopping him. What it probably means is, yes – for a major huge swing of like a Patrick Line or an absolute star, if the Flyers wanted to pull something off like that where they really open our eyes and shock us, yes, you might have to include a Travis Konechny, a 23-year-old all-star who is only getting better and coming off a career year. Um, that's what it would take. Like if, if you were going to pull off just some mind-blowing trade that shakes the NHL. Yeah, you, maybe teams would be interested in Travis Konechny, rightfully so. He's under contract for the next five seasons. He's an all-star, an exciting player that would maybe have to be included in a deal. But don't fret, Flyers fans. I don't think you have to worry. Um, James Van Riemsdyk was on this list, I think, before September or early September, and his name is no longer on the list. So don't worry about it. It changes. Um, it doesn't always mean that that player is going to be moved, but – it was still interesting. Still interesting that he was on the list. And we'll, I'm sure we'll be keeping an eye on that list, too, because uh, I'm sure it caught some people's some eyes. It caught our eyes, for sure. Right. Threw us completely off guard. I was like, all right, free agency. That's the only thing we got to talk about this today. <laughs> and then it was like Travis Kanakini's trade bait. Yeah, it's like, never a dull moment. Never. never a dull moment. Never. I think Wait. if we asked Chuck Fletcher about it, he would probably laugh. Um, to oh, be without a doubt. I, I think he would say, listen, we are not, we are not looking to trade Travis Konechny. Everyone relax. We know he's a part of the future. But, again, if it was something major, a blockbuster trade, then, yeah, Konechny would maybe – teams would be looking at him uh, if they were going to pull something like that. But we're hoping we're talking more signings, less trades. But, yes. as we know, trades – the trade route could be an avenue teams take – in this flat cap world right now that we live in and that NHL teams live in, but uh, no trades to talk about right now. Uh, and possibly some more signings, Brooke Desher, next time I talk to you. But thank you as always. It was great chatting with you. I hope you have a great weekend and I look forward to talking to you and maybe about a few new flyers on this team. Yes, Jordan Paul. It's always a pleasure chatting with you and I'll leave everybody with this food for thought going into the weekend. Give it to us. The goaltending market this free agency has been chaos. And the fact that
that everybody around the Flyers can just sit back and watch the chaos unfold after we had to sit through eight different goaltenders last season yep. and know that the Flyers signed Elliott last week because they knew how crazy things were going to be and that we're going into a condensed season next year where goalies are not going to be able to play as frequently because of the condensed season. So they're going to have to have a duo. Mm -hmm. The fact that nobody's panicking in Philadelphia over goaltending. Oh my God. Be happy, Philadelphia. Be happy, Flyers fans. We've earned it. Let the rest of the league burn when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to goaltending issues. We've suffered. We're good. We're enjoying next season with that. So with that, enjoy your weekend, Jordan Hall. I hope that we get to talk about some signings next week as well. Uh, for those listening, I will be contacting Brooke Desher after this podcast. I'll be checking in with her all weekend because uh, I am scared for her. No, um, <laughs> great energy there. And no, and what Brooke was saying was it is incredibly refreshing to know that we are not talking goaltender in Philadelphia. Like, that is set in stone. Brian Elliott is re-signed. He is here. And Carter Hart is the future. That is actually really refreshing. We're not even talking about that position at all, other than good things. So, Brooke Desher, thank you. And we will be looking for the NHL to burn, like Brooke Desher said. Burn. Um, Melt the ice. Stop, really. But thank you, as always. I'm done. I'm done. I promise. (laughs) Perfect sign-off. Can't wait to talk to you again. Special thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer, as always. Flyers fans, this is the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and subscribe, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.